Thank you, Petita. Well, on the sidelines of the World Social Science Forum at the ICC in Durban, the media has been taken on a tour of Warwick Junction. Now, as a young Durban girl, I frequented this market with my dad, and I've seen firsthand the growth and the changes that have taken place uh, in this market. Warwick Junction lies on the edge of Durban's inner city. More than half a million commuters travel through this market. It's where rail, taxi, and the bus transport system converge. And there's about five to 8,000 street vendors trading in about nine markets here. And, uh, you know, they, they all, from Bovine Head Market, which is sells traditional Zulu food, to the early morning market, the market that I used to frequent with my dad, that's over 100 years old, to the Berea Street, uh, Berea Station Market, the Brook Street Market, the uh, traditional healers market, the bead market, and right here where we're broadcasting from, Victoria Street Market. Now, this area was once neglected and abandoned by the apartheid government. It comes out of a history of racial discrimination. It, in fact, initially, indentured laborers began trading on the sidewalks here, um, which has completely changed now thanks to the help of various NGOs and, uh, to some extent, political will. And there's a beautiful Butcher Pierce shrine here, which I also used to visit as a little girl. So it really is fantastic coming back to the spot where I spent a lot of my childhood and to see the growth, uh, the economic growth, the trade growth right here at Warwick Junction. Now, um, I want to introduce to you one of my guests, and that's Hussein Muller. He's the head of iTrump. It's the Inner Tech 20 Regeneration Urban Management Program. Hussein, what we're witnessing here at Warwick Junction was never what it was at least 20 years ago. Take us through briefly the change. Uh, thank you very much, and thank you for affording me the opportunity. Uh, well, well, Warwick Avenue is now the pulse of Durban. As you earlier said, it's the hub of all your public transport and informal economy. Over 500,000 people commute this area, and basically in their past day, because was the back end of the city in terms of black people entering into the city. Also, the infrastructure hasn't been too good uh, in their party planning days. Uh, what the city has done, because the area was known for its crime and crime, uh, we didn't base ourselves in the Warwick Avenue area. We set up an area-based management office in addressing the crime and crime issue and also looking at all the problems that existed in the city in terms of the various trading activities really focused to both one here to the detailers and then accommodating them into markets. So what the city has done is that created local economic development projects, addressing poverty alleviation and creating job opportunities. Uh, and also it is mainly to the engagement that we have with stakeholders. And what we found that in terms of good governance, it's important that stakeholders, the people, are consulted in terms of these markets. So over the years, what we have done is that we've created this market in consultation with the communities and today they are thriving markets together with informal traders that are here. It's actually uh, a survival market in the city that provides food for people on the table uh, and also educating families. Uh, we also find that uh, these markets uh, have people that uh, do not have uh, very good education. So people that come from rural communities and the rapid urbanization that is taking place at the moment uh, we actually are now addressing the issues of poverty, poverty elevation and job creation within the city center. 
Now, inequality is the big buzzword just a few kilometers away from here at the Durban International Convention Center. We're talking about specifically here at Warwick Junction, economic inequality. How would you say that changed um, over the last two decades? Well, in terms of economic opportunities, as you know, that these uh, uh, trading spaces were actually once upon a time banned. We did not trade because enforcement, the people were kicked out. Now we have created the spaces and opportunities for people, especially for the women uh, empowerment also. You'll find in terms of gender, a number of key traders out there are female traders that are, tra are trading out there. And we've also created a kiosk, which is a graduation opportunities for people to own their own businesses within the city center, which was never experienced before. Uh, and so this, what was important for us to see how we could address social challenges and also for these mothers that are trading out there with the little kids and early childhood economic development also for, for the little kids to be in exchange within the city center. Mr. Miller, thank you so much for talking to us. That's the head of ITRAMP, the Inetech 20 Regeneration Urban Management Program. Mr. Miller, who's actually been taking the media through the Warwick Junction. Well, joining me now is the head of the Body Corp here, at, uh, the chairman of the Body Corp here at the Victoria Street uh, Market, Mr. R.J. Naren. Uh, Mr. Naren, thank you very much uh, for joining us. I, I, well, you're R.J. Naren Jr. Yes, right. Yeah, I have thought you, Naren. I'm the chairman of the Victoria Body Corporate. I'm happy to answer whatever questions you have. Well, first and foremost, in 2010, this almost was not going to be here uh, because uh, there was a, a political decision to perhaps have a, uh, a shopping center in the area. But civic protest, civic voices, the voice of the people uh, saved the Warwick Junction from uh, you know, becoming a big commercial block. Uh, would you say that was a good call? And this goes back to 1973 when the Victoria Street market was burned down. The Durban Indian Solidarity Association saved the market, fought for the piece of land, and then got business partners with that and the SBDC to build this market. It remained in the market. And we've been working with Warwick Avenue Junction to make sure that we continue as a top tourist center in Durban. We had a, we had a conference of the forestry last week, and this way there was followed the tourists. Still a place where we can come negotiate, bargain, have a hamburger, have a samosa, and have, and have an atmosphere, the spices here, the African artists, curios. Giving a little fun to my own shop, we also sell beautiful jewelry. <laughs> but this, this interview is not about, this interview about how the market was saved. It's a history if you understand from the market was burnt, everybody lost a lot of their views and things like that. But uh, to come back to the center, we're happy in the market. Grateful that it didn't make it into a big shopping center because we need more markets for tourists, not only for overseas tourists, but local from Cape Town, from Johannesburg, from Phoenix, from Overport, and so on. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Naren. Well, there's a gradual influx of African traders into this area. It became a central hub of trading despite harassment from apartheid police. Now, in post apartheid South Africa, greater trader communities have been established to work with the municipality. I'm walking away from my initial interviews to meet an, a fine artist. His name is Malibongwe uh, Shangase, a fine artist, woodcut printing, and oil-based drawing artist. He's busy making a few sales, so uh, while he deals with his customers, I need to share with you a stat. Oxfam says 10% of South Africa's population gets 
80% of the country's in, uh, income. It's a fact that was emphasized by Judge Navi Pillay at the opening of the World Social Science Forum. And this conference has really highlighted two issues when it comes to social sciences. Um, it's two worlds. A flourishing world seen by the government and a real world experienced by the citizens and observed by social scientists. Let's uh, chat now to Malibongwe Shangase. Malibongwe Sanbonani, thank you so much for your time. Hi, this is Malibongwe Shangase. Uh, I'm from Devon and I'm an artist who is working with Lucas Holding and Oil Packer Drawings. Uh, I'm here right now at the Victoria Street Market, which I've been here for a year now. Uh, but after all that time, I've been studying fine art and also exhibiting in Germany and uh, all over the world, I would say. And uh, I love to be in this market because it has uh, made a lot of difference in my life to give me opportunity to showcase my work in a public eye and also to get customers to uh, not uh, only buy it but also sharing ideas with me about my work. And not only working in my studio, also working here. Thank you. Uh, a short, you know, a short a walk from here is the International Convention Center, where people are talking about inequality. Uh, one of the issues is economic inequality, uh, spatial inequality, uh, inequality in opportunities. Um, how has this market and this space helped you in, 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 in progressing from, uh, from both a business and trade point of view as well as expanding your career? Uh, it helped a lot because uh, I got a chance to meet up with international people, and not only selling my work, but also sharing ideas, as I said. And then also it's uh, quite easy for me to, to roll up my works because I work with works on paper, which are uh, flexible to take overseas. And uh, it's uh, quite interesting to be in this market in terms of sales. I make sales every day, whereas in my studio, uh, I have to wait until uh, I have... Uh, exhibition in a certain gallery. So here it's like an exhibition every day, I would say. Thank you very much for your time. Where we are right now, the income coming to the vendors right here, there's about 70,000 to 100,000 people who collectively depend on the vendors' income here. So this is really the hub of the trade and commerce center when it comes to informal trading here in Durban, which will be one of the hot topics at the World Social Science Forum at the ITC. With that, it's back to you, Sir Peter.